Hi everyone, uh, welcome to another episode of my podcast. I have a very special, special guest today. Uh, I have Brandon Koo of Cowan. Hi Brandon. Good morning, good afternoon and good evening wherever in the world you are. Think yeah, globally. Hi, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you this morning, Brandon? I've, uh, I've, I stayed up late last night and, and I had to do some work and, and, and some studio stuff. So I got back at... Four in the morning, <laughs> I slept at five. Oh, and uh, I woke up in uh, at nine, and I got ready for this. So, cheers, coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Brandon, how is the situation of this COVID and stuff in Singapore? How what's happening? Uh, it's like uh, 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 we are playing cha cha. What's that? Forward, one step back. One step forward, one step back, you know? Right. Things are opening up uh, uh, and I, uh, things seem to be heading towards uh, 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 a second phase again, second wave. Uh, so, well, it is what it is, you know? Right. Uh, we, just had, we just had the, uh, the election, the government election not too long ago. They opened up this whole uh, uh, economy phase two and an election and right now second wave is coming back so it is what it is yeah because i saw that when the circuit breaker was like when when you uh, concluded that i saw everybody was going to the bars and stuff right <laughs> yeah and i'm staying home <laughs> i'm staying home and uh, waiting for a uh, 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 waiting for everything to really uh, settle down and, you know, the, the whole vaccine. I don't know when that's going to open up, but yeah. Right. Uh, but whatever the case, I'm happy in my studio. I'm happy at home with my coffee and doing stuff. So all's good, brother. <laughs> yeah. So did this uh, lockdown period uh, give you a lot of time to work on new stuff? New music? Well, a lot of time. A lot of time to work on, on new stuff. A lot of self-reflection. A lot of uh, alone time and, 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 and thinking about stuff. And I know I, I you know, worked on uh, a few projects in, in the States, and uh, which I cannot say what it, what it is about yet. But uh, uh, that's, that's been happening. And, and I think with every unfortunate event, to me, this is what I feel. With every unfortunate event, there will always be something good that comes out of it. So in this case, yeah, you know, I think uh, it, it, it gives people more time to work with each other remotely uh, using technology. And since we have all these uh, things that are ac accessible to us, why not use it to work? You know, really without borders, no, 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 no passports, no whatever. Like just log on, like you and I. You know, right. I don't think this would have happened if uh, COVID didn't happen. So right. I don't think China, China, China would have been born without <laughs> without COVID. So thank you, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Actually, this started because you know, you know, I I always go to concerts and stuff so yeah COVID happened everything stopped so that's how the the podcasting actually started because of that 
exactly. also noticed, uh, Brandon, that uh, the, after COVID, I feel that people are actually getting connected. Like I see these Zoom meetings with the classmates and badgemates and all these yeah. things happening, right? Which didn't happen before. Yep, exactly. You know, so I think, like I said, with every, with every unfortunate event, there'll be something good that comes out of it. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's more of perspective. If, if you look at things, regardless of wherever the world you are, uh, uh, you, you can be the biggest star in the world right now, but everything is set at ground zero. Right. You know, you, you, you are there and, and you go, what can you do? I've seen people doing stuff like multi-million dollar companies and and they are and even musicians touring and and living the high life and right now what's what's happening everybody has to be forced to go back down to to, to the basics the fundamentals and work on themselves and 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 in a way i feel it's a good thing self-reflection and everybody else has to you know look at things and, and see see what they can do from here yeah I also yeah. start. I also show see that you you already started your drum lessons again, right? Yeah, I mean gigs that has been planned uh, uh, until I think August, then cancelled and cancelled and cancelled. So I say, okay, I took a step back. Okay, what what can I do right now? Hmm. Okay, so teaching is 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 something that's always been for me uh, close to my heart as well because uh, it's imparting whatever I've known for the past few decades or so uh, to the next generation uh, of uh, uh, musician drummers so I thought okay so and, and, and naturally uh, like I said with with this whole COVID thing uh, you don't even have to leave your house you wake up you grab a coffee you sit down on your laptop you open up you send a link, password, whatnot. Uh, 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 I sit down with my drum pad and, and, and you sit down at your drum pad and you begin, you know? And, right. and, and I think it's been good because you have this thing called whiteboard function on Zoom. And uh, through whiteboard function, I've realized that I, 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 I'm horrible at drawing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know? so, but, but it's good. It's good. Teaching has been great and, and really... It has been helping me learn a lot as well. So, uh, uh, and I've got a lot of students coming to me from 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 all ages, and and it's been great. The kids as well has been has been so fun to work with them, you know, from all over the world. Yeah, I saw this video you posted that your youngest uh, student is like four years old. <laughs> yeah, it's four years old student, and 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 he he's so cute. Uh, uh, the thing about the thing about uh, teaching and and what I've realized is people tend to uh, w expect the child to 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 be able to play drums after what six months and, and really quickly, but they don't understand that everything has a process. You have to go through a process, and and it really depends. But it's all, it depends on the age and, and how the kid progresses and stuff. But it's, it is also all about enriching the child to be surrounded by music, uh, mm -hmm. putting them in that environment, you know, to grow as a musician or a drummer or what, whatnot. 
and and you from there on you will definitely see improvements and progress from there and uh, uh parents tend to ask me you know, how how fast can my uh <laughs> child play drums and i go like well how fast how, how much do they practice you know right right you know but it's also all about like I say, enjoying the process. You have to enjoy the process of it. You know, watching, watching the your student grow, mm. and that's very important. So when you see this, uh, like little kid playing drums, does it bring back your like memories of you playing drums when you were younger? <laughs> uh, I mean, I started when I was uh, eleven. Right. Eleven years young, and. Uh, these kids, they, they are coming to me at four, like four years old, five years old, seven, nine years old. And it's crazy. And, and some of them can do stuff uh, on the drums in, in which I ask myself, well, if I had started that young, where would I be now? <laughs> you know, yeah. But, and, and it really, and, and yeah, some things bring back memories. Like when I explain certain stuff to them and they give me this look. <laughs> And I say, okay, okay, I've got to, you know, you got to find some way. And I remember actually not understanding a, a certain topic when, when learning drums. And uh, the teacher, uh, uh, I, I didn't really express to the teacher that I didn't really know. I just wanted to hit the drums. Mm. And being... At that age where you just wanted to play drums, you're like, ah, music theory, you know, I don't want to know the music theory, you just play the drums. And then I learned the drums through listening. Because a lot of, a lot of times, uh, uh, I, could, I could pick up what's happening through the sound. Okay, I, I register, this is the snare, this is the toms, and this is the bass drum, floor tom cymbals, and what, what's happening, what's, what's the rhythm that's happening. And I pick up, the rhythm and I just play them and uh, the teacher would say okay so this is a this is what's happening here this is what's happening here I'm gonna uh, yeah yeah okay okay I just want to play and and I remember uh, not many people know this but I remember during the first exam drum examination that I took uh, the teacher brought out the exam sheet put the exam sheet on a music stand and I just stared at the sheet and I just, I didn't play because I didn't know what was happening. Right. That was my very first, that was when I was 11 years young. <laughs> and, and after that, I, 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 I totally freaked out at taking exams for, for drums because, uh, uh, because of the fear of being judged. Uh, uh, be, uh, the fear of being judged of uh, what I love to do. You know, I, I love to play drums. I can play drums. But uh, I, I can't read drums. I can't read music, uh, uh, drum notations back then. Right. And it wasn't until I think the, the 2012 that I told myself, okay, I am going to take the exam. Because it was... It was, I think, 2004 or five that I started doing uh, a session work with musicians and artists around the region and, 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 and the world. 
And I had to force myself to sit down, go to the internet and learn all these things. And when I started learning them, I, I, I asked myself, well, what was it that I didn't understand about this? Because it was in 2005, so easy to pick it up. And I realized that I was doing stuff backwards now. Like I listened to the song and there's this certain thing that was happening. And I said, okay, how does this, does this look like on paper? Right. So I reversed and said, okay, so this, oh, so this is what it looks like on paper. And, and after that, I started registering. Okay, so this is what it looks like on paper. This is this, this is this. And from then on, I go like, wow, it was, it's, so, it's actually not that difficult. And 2012 or 2010, I can't remember what year, uh, I took my drum examination. And uh, of course I passed. And the examiner who was from England looked at me and go, what, 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 why, why now? Why take exam now? And I told him the story of the fear of taking exam back when I was 11. And he goes, ah, okay. He understands why. So I think, I think the whole idea, uh, uh, the, the, I think the moral of the story here is, is sometimes you don't really have to go through the normal road in, in, in doing what you do. Mm. Sometimes you can do it another way. Uh, uh, there's not only one way to look at things. And I always believe there's always, if you look at my other videos, I always believe, yeah, this is the road to get from point A to point B. But there's also this route. There's also this route that you can take. So you choose. Uh, and, 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 and never fear taking another route to get there because you'll never know what, what, what happens along the way. Maybe, Mainly people will take this route, but I want to see what's happening here. You know, come what may. You know, it's <laughs> right. <clears throat> so, so Brandon, we met. Uh, we've actually met last year when you came to the Philippines with the right. tour, right? Yeah. But uh, I, I actually, I actually knew about you like probably like two three years ago. Uh, right. But, I went to the Roxy, you know, Roxy CD shop in yes, yes, yes. <laughs> in Peninsula. So I went to Roxy and then uh, looking for like, you know, CDs and stuff. So he recommended your album because you, that's the, uh, around the time you released it, you had, the, they had the poster up uh, right in the, at the counter and they recommended, oh, because I was like looking for dream theater and stuff. So the guy said, <laughs> why don't you look at this band? This is a Singaporean band. Uh, right. And then I look at the album. Oh, I see Jordan Rudas also on the on the track list. So <laughs> I said, "Okay, I will try this." And then I started. Uh, I mean, once after I check out your Facebook, the uh, the the band's Facebook, and then I heard the name Brandon Koo. Right. Uh, and I think around this time you also came out with your signature drumsticks. Sometime. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. on my next trip. Singapore I was actually going to the drums drum store there and I was looking for it for your sticks <laughs> I didn't right. know that uh, so so once when Rockweller said that you you will be the drummer for their tour I was so so uh, kind of excited to meet you right <laughs> <laughs> well I remember very uh, 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 clearly it was I think uh, 
2018, no, maybe 2017, mm. uh, that I received a message from Facebook. And uh, uh, I saw this guy, Chana. Oh, and I, yes, yes, you I remember about it, that. Yeah. Yes, you, you messaged me in 2017. And uh, you asked about the band, uh, whether, whether we, we want to play uh, Philippines. And I remember we were, I think, uh, just beginning the Japan, Japan tour of the band. Right. And I was like, oh my God, I would love to go to Philippines. Uh, um, I, uh, that was where we first met. And right. then uh, when, when the, the, where was it? When was it that I met you in Philippines? 2019. 19, 2019. Uh, what? What I think month? July. July. Yeah. Right. It was July 2019, and then uh, uh, they mentioned that hey, uh, Chana is 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 uh, 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 wants wants the band to go to Philippines, and 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 I was sessioning with the band, right. and uh, the, the the story is. Uh, when, when they asked me to, to play, uh, when they asked me to join the band, and I was, and I was like, uh, I don't know if I have time to commit. Mm. So I will session and play with the band uh, when there is music. Then I always believe if there's music to be served, I'll serve the music. So I, I told myself, okay, uh, let's let's do this. Uh, uh, let's let's uh, let's do Philippines, and and uh, we'll see what happens. And uh, I had a great time. Um, you were a great host, <laughs> you know. And 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 uh, I really enjoyed what Philippines had to offer. Right. It was it was a very mem- memorable experience. Um, and then uh, I came back and and. Uh, uh, I, I couldn't commit uh, to the band uh, for long. Uh, there, were, there, were, there was also a musical, different musical uh, approach and, and uh, direction. Right. And uh, the way we look at things were very different. And I thought, okay, I mean, I think it's best if they uh, go and look for someone that, that, that has their uh, standards, uh, you know, in terms of approach and direction and music. And, uh, you know, I always like to to come and, and, and be in an environment where I can serve the music. And, and if it's not happening, it's okay. You know, uh, it is what it is and, and we'll move on from there. And, and I, they have found a permanent drummer and mm-hmm. a permanent, uh, I think, another guitarist. So, so it's good for them. You know, at least they found, they found members that, that can be at home in, in their environment. You know, because it's always, it's always about... Uh, I guess in a band, it's about being together and finding a home. Mm. You know, when you are with people that you uh, uh, that you can connect with and, and stuff. It's it's you know, and you're making music, so it, there there are emotional connections to that. And uh, I think it's important that you find people that really sit well with your train of thought your ideas and, and, and your, your approach in things, just with, just with everything else, just as Cohen as well, you know, uh, you know. Yeah. So, uh, Brandon, can you tell me a little bit about your childhood, Brandon, and then uh, like 
what is your it like was, earliest memories of like music it was horrible <laughs> a lot of abuse <laughs> lots of abuse <laughs> no i mean it was it was a very um, i would say i really thank my parents uh for putting me i feel blessed to be in an environment where where i'm around entertainment my late father was a vaudevillian or uh, not many people know the term vaudevillian but uh it is a term used uh for someone who does hosting ma- magic ventriloquism right singing dancing performing everything into one show so he's a one man show so he he does that he goes back think he change he comes out he does so this is what my 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 late father does and right. and he was uh uh the pioneer in creating the that scene that entertainment scene in singapore and uh it was back in 1976 where my late mother uh who was a uh beautiful singer uh from hong kong mm. she was touring in singapore and uh she toured in this place called neptune theater restaurant which is a restaurant that has a uh uh topless dancing girls from russia and and back back in the day you can imagine Right. Uh, in in the 70s like toddlers dancing girls okay i'm there <laughs> <laughs> so uh and, and they always had this bandstand that would come up and, and and singers would come and sing their songs and my dad would be the master of ceremony he would do magic and stuff mm. and he met my late mother uh so both of them were entertainers so i grew up in a family where it it was always surrounded by music and 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 back in the day there was always this box that was on TV, on on the wall mm. that you couldn't turn off the music it was always either at a very low volume or a high volume right and uh that was how it was back in singapore you know reminded it reminds me of some other country but okay there was how it was back in singapore and and it you you turn the volume down and and there was always music uh and i remember my late mother's favorite singer was always the late karen carpenter right so there was always the carpenters happening on the radio and and uh my meal time would always be okay what's on tv and i would always somehow gravitate towards the sound of music you know mm. and and i would sit down and 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 watch the sound of music and and i think those years were very important for me because i unknowingly learned music because they had though a deer a female deer you know all those songs right. and there was when i realized oh do re mi fa sol la ti do oh those were the notes okay so i i i learned how to pitch and the scales without really realizing that i was learning music 
you know, I was I would watch sound of music and I'll be eating my meals, you know, and 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 thinking back and 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 looking back, I'm really grateful of that experience. And and on the way to school or to to following my my late parents to work, there will always be the radio on. There was always Chicago. There was uh, Air Supply and all these bands and 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 uh, and and it it was really those years that that really built the foundation for me growing up and then uh my dad would always bring me to his shows where i would watch him host the shows and how he uh, uh talks to people and and i would always sit there and, and, and look at my my father going god that is amazing because talking to people especially to hundreds of people mm. in a room and making all of them laugh you know, really is something. And then my late father would, would get called and he was one of the first guys to actually do a show in Vegas. Mm. I said the first uh, Singaporean uh, to really do a show in Las Vegas, the Mirage, uh, the Bellagio <clears throat> and all these places. And, and I remember going to Vegas with my, with, with my late father and, and watching him do the shows in Vegas. And I'm sitting there going like, this is my late father uh, talking to people in America, in Vegas, and making them laugh the same way he does in Singapore. And I go, that is amazing. Right. And, 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 you know, and then hearing my mom sing on his shows and, and they were a team. My late father and my late mother, they were a team and they would always go do shows together. And my late mother was the, I would say the, <clears throat> the business woman. And she would be there doing the business and going through the finance. And my late father was the artist. He was the entertainer. Right. So he, he was always the guy planning the shows and, 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 and stuff and planning the, 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 the content for the shows. And, and my late mother would be there going, the finance and they were they were a team they were a very strong team together and uh and after that i i i and being around the shows i was like okay uh 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 what what next you know and i remember my brother asking me i have a twin brother and my my, my twin brother asked me do you want to learn drums and i was like okay let's 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 learn drums so we started learning drums at the age of 11 years old and uh the moment i sat down on the drums and i started hitting those drums i thought i love the sound of that snare that that crack i love the sound of the kick drum i love the sound of the toms and uh uh, uh the cymbals and the deep the 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 the, 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 the huge frequency of 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 uh, the huge difference in frequency on one instrument. You have the cymbals and you have the, the bass drum. So that's that huge frequency. And then uh, from then on, I was like, okay, I fell in love with the instrument. And the rest, as they say, is history. You know, mm -hmm. you, look, you, look at, you look at all of this and, and, and uh, uh, you, you, you really uh, uh, cannot take that back. It's, it's, it's ingrained in you and and those were really my childhood years condensed into however long I took to explain that. 
and uh, <laughs> yeah yeah so your father was a ventriloquist also right <clears throat> yes uh do you remember like uh like with the with the doll i think he's he must call charlie right charlie mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> i remember um charlie and 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 i i remember one show my my late father did uh on on tv it was a children's day program and they gathered maybe like 50 50 pairs of twins sit down on a bench and 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 charlie would be a dead center you know and 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 charlie would be singing wooden heart you know by by elvis mm. and then uh my brother and i would be seated, seated next to charlie and the kids around would be like wanting to touch charlie and i would be smacking their head like, don't touch him don't touch him <laughs> and it, it's on it's on it, it was on live on television it was hilarious. I don't know where that footage is right now, and uh, in fact, I'm looking for all these footages because I think I think if I can I can get those footages, it'd be hilarious, and I can right. compile them and stuff. But I I don't know. I don't think I can find those footages anymore. It's it's all here. That's that's all because it was back in the day. Nowadays, you have handphones where you could uh, record yes. those moments in HD, high definition. So. <laughs> I look back at all my old photos and my old videos. I go like, man, I wish these were in high definition, 4K, you know, so that I could actually <clears throat> look at them as if it is today, you know. But unfortunately, we don't have that uh, that 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 luxury of those uh, memory capturing devices mm. back in the day. So yeah, I remember also watching my father prepare Charlie backstage and stuff like like that and and you would bring charlie out he would comb the hair and he would adjust the adjust the hands and 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 it, it is like you know bringing out this thing from the suitcase and slowly you would see it's like an imaginary uh, uh a thing where he would hold charlie and life would come out of it the moment he brings it on stage and the moment he brings it off stage it's like okay you know back to sleep you know you know it, that process again like i said it's, it's the process the process of that i always enjoy looking at process of how things work and and and, and through that uh, uh you learn a lot of things and 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 that's uh, uh, uh just uh, just a couple of fond memories of charlie just to name a few you know that, that, that process <laughs> bringing him out of suitcase combing the hair adjusting the hands and legs and him coming to life he's doing a show making hundreds of people laugh and then bring him bringing him back down of stage and then he will go to sleep again you know right beautiful memories <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of a lost art now right very few people do that now right <clears throat> very lost art in fact uh this ventriloquist uh, charlie was born before uh, 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 my late father got into business. So my grandfather, uh, uh, did ventriloquism as well. So when my late grandfather, uh, wrote his will, he gave my father Charlie. Wow. That was it. 
<laughs> he was like, okay, this is Charlie. And he chose, uh, I, I, I have uh, 11 uncles and aunties. So during back in the day, I think my, my, I think my, my grandmother and grandfather were in massive lockdown. And they had nothing to do at home, so they, <laughs> so, they had, so they had eleven children, which includes all my uncles and aunties. And um, he, my my grandfather inherited. Uh, uh, my grandfather gave Charlie to my father, and he said, "This is what I'm giving you. You will make a career out of this." Wow! And true enough, my father made Charlie into a business. And uh, uh, they would they would always call my father the Wizards of Showbiz, you know, and that was his tagline: Victor Koo Productions, mm-hmm. the Wizards of Showbiz. And and he would use his name to to really go far in his career around the world, travel to Japan, America, uh, 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 South Africa, Denmark to do shows, and and and, and yeah, and and that was. That was Charlie, you know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so Brandon, growing up, uh, like you once you like start playing drums and stuff. But what were the music you were listening to? Specifically, <clears throat> like what what were your favorite favorite back then? Why? Okay, my very first, uh, I would say, music that I got into in my years of. Of, 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 I mean, aside from the Carpenters or Chicago or, or Air Supply, I remember the first cassette tape that I bought. <clears throat> it was, drumroll, <laughs> Belinda Carlyle. Okay. Yeah. You know, it was, it was that album, Runaway Horses. And, and I remember listening to that to that song and, and, and there was and it was leave the light on for me there was summer rain and there was all these songs I was like, oh okay it, it it was nice you know and, and I, I, I really liked it. I'm not ashamed to say it because it, it's there's a lot of music that I like now aside from I mean I am through and through a metal hit just like you you know uh, uh, I love my metal to death, right? You know, and but I also love other other genres of music, right? Uh, uh, I, I love, and I was just thinking yesterday one of the music, one of the songs that really gets to me is Christopher Christopher Cross Sailing. I don't know if you you heard that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really love that song. It's like it's like when you have Christopher Cross Sailing playing. Uh, anywhere, and I hear the song, I imagine myself on a yacht, <laughs> looking at a sunset, you know, having my coffee, my tea or whatever, out in the sea, and I go like, wow, this is so nice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the, I, I remember the, the first music that I got into was, was songs like that, you know, Blend the Kali, it was, it was uh, oh my God, so, so many, Christopher Cross, uh, it was all these artists coming up, and and really, Bobby Brown, uh, Janet Jackson, Whitney Houston, all the eighties stuff that was happening, and I really love, really love those stuff. And and Bobby Brown, when you mentioned the name Bobby Brown, it really uh, brings me back to Ghostbusters, the movie, 
you know, you get all these soundtracks that's happening, Beverly Hills Cops, you know, and all that. Uh, Huey Louie and the News, you know, all all, all right. these bands that 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 and, and and aside from metal, those really were the first music that I got into uh, uh, before I picked up the drums, you know, mm. and then uh, I think uh, after picking up the drums, I entered this whole new world of music and I remember the first band that really blew me away like really like got me like wow was Motley Crue and that was when about the same time as when I when I got into drums and 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 I saw Tommy Lee mm. playing the drums and he was doing his like stick twirls and whatnot right and I was like oh my god I want to do that. I really want to do that as a living. And, and, and he, I didn't know how I was going to make money out of it, but I just wanted to do it. I didn't care if I made money out of it. I just wanted to do it. I just wanted to play drums for the rest of my life because it looked like so much fun. And then, you know, my, my late father was working in, in this entertainment company, uh, working in entertainment, and he had all his... Uh, uh, workers working for him and they would come up to me and, and, and sneak up cds or cassette tapes to me and say brendan listen to this and i saw this album and it was oh my god it was this looks so so evil it was this mountain i'm going to describe the album cover i don't know whether you can uh uh, uh know who this band is it, it's this like like a mountain and and, and a lake and there's this priest there, all chained up, and there's this demon, like 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 looking over. You know what band it is? What album cover it is? Is it Dio? Uh, Dio, Holy Diver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that album. I was like, oh my god, what is this? You know, and 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 you know, I'm I'm a born Catholic, so so growing growing up, and, and my 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 aunties, my relatives, and my uncles and aunties would, would always say, "When are you gonna go to church? When are you gonna go to church?" <laughs> and for me, when I got the album, I was like, I'm "Sneak it!" <laughs> I'm gonna go back and listen to it, and I remember the the opening track, and you had this this sound that was happening, and then and then this low growl, and then holy Dave, holy diver kicks in. I was like, "Oh, okay, this is kick ass, holy diver." You know, and 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 it 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 it's after that, after Holy Diver, after Monty Crew, Dio, then the, the floodgates opened up. Metallica uh, first well, first started out the 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 hair metal glam bands, right? Like you have Metallica, you have Skid Row, you have you have uh, Poison. Mm -hmm. You know, you have all those popular bands and then you have other bands in that genre that, that, that are not so popular that I got into as well, like like uh, I, I, uh, Danger Danger, who are not as popular as, as Molly Crew and all, but but I still love them. Yeah, uh, So many bands. Uh, huge shout out to uh, 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 what, what's that band's name? Uh, 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 Steel Panther. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Steel Panther, who, who still... Flying the the 80s glam metal uh, uh, flag high, and then from the glam metal days, and then I I it opened up the doors to to this this genre called thrash metal, 
Slayer kicked in. Right. Raiding Blood. Uh, Angel of Death. And then after that, I was like, oh, what, what, what is this? Anthrax. We have Testament. You have all these bands and this other sound that came through. And then from there, I remember sitting down at a, at, at, at a, at a, at a, at a shopping center. And then I hear this music coming from the record store. And I walked in and many, some people might remember this. It's called Supreme Records at a departmental store called Takashimaya. It was at basement. Uh, it was the basement floor of Takashimaya. And I walked in and there was this sound, this music and, and the start of this guitar and this, this, this awesome sounding drums and pull me under wow. was playing. <laughs> and I was like, I, I immediately went to the cashier. What is this? And she said, well, uh, it's a dream theater. And I go like, give me one CD. I got the CD. I went back. I played the CD. And I was like, oh my God. From top, pull me under another day. Take the time all the way through to learning to live. All the way down, top to bottom. It was like, from, it, it was like that, that, that album was like the key for me. It says, okay, Brendan, you've graduated, graduated from thrash metal. Now let's move on to progressive metal. Progressive. <laughs> right? Right. And, and I, didn't, I didn't know what was happening back then. All I knew it was this awesome sounding drums, a flurry of notes that sounds so melodic that it, uh, uh, it's heavy, technical, and melodic at the same time. Right. So I know there was just uh, a music uh, a professor that did that did that did uh, 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 <clears throat> a research on that album, images and words. And there was this balance. There was this graph. There was this graph that was like, okay, here is the technical side of music, and here is the melodic side, right? So there's this wide spectrum that he he drew to 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 explain what images and words was. And images was sitting right at the center of heaviness, technicality, and melody. So to me, it, it, it fused the, the melodic aspect of the 80s and the heaviness of the thrash metal and, 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 and the, it blended them together into this nice fusion of a band called Dream Theater with their release images and words, you know? So that, that, that is the perfect balanced album. I, I've never really heard of anybody who has heard the album and gone, no, it's too loud. No, it's too heavy. Most of them will go like, wow, it's actually quite nice. You know, this heavy music that, that, that people hear, it's quite nice. You know, they, yeah. they listen to it and go like, I, I don't understand it, but it is nice. You know, and from there, I remember going to a party, meeting a friend who said, oh, you, you are a drummer, a friend's friend. And I said, you're a drummer. I said, yeah, I play drums. I don't have a band, but I play drums. I love the drums. And she went, my boyfriend uh, has a band 
and they're looking for a drummer. And I say, so what do they play? Oh, they are looking for a drummer that plays Dream Theater. Wow. They say, oh, <laughs> okay. I know Dream Theater. Do I know what was going on? Like, in between, because I was still learning big, uh, drums, pretty much beginner. Right. Uh, not beginner, but, but I had played drums for a few years. And, 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 and I'm I was definitely not at a level where I could understand what was happening theoretically in the music. Well, I was like, okay, they, they, they play dream theater. I play the drums. So let's, let's, let's see what we, well, let's see what happens from here. And I remember meeting them at Boat Key. And we sat down and, 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 and there was a lot of things that happened on that table. Uh, 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 I don't know whether we have time to say it now. I think maybe we do. Uh, but but back then they were they were still with, <laughs> they were still with a, with their previous drummer, right? And uh, uh, and she invited me over and and my impression my mind was going like okay uh, so this is the band that is, that I'm uh, that that needed the drummer I'm here uh, so be being me I sat down and I and I just said okay so this is the band that I'm playing with. Right, I'm 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 looking to join, and everybody at the table just went because their previous or their their back then current drummer was still at the table. Right. <laughs> so I was like, and then that drummer stood up uh, and walked off. Wow. And then I stood. I sat there going like, oh, "What was happening? I, I don't know what's happening." Because nobody, I didn't get the memo that the drummer was there. His right. name is his name is Johnny Ong from the band called Art Fellas. Right. So uh, I, I I I still talk to him now and then, and I haven't spoken to spoken to him in a while, but we <laughs> we always speak of that story, and it was hilarious. <laughs> you know, I mean, so if he's listening to this podcast, a huge shout out to Johnny Ong, and uh, sorry I didn't know what was happening, but that was what happened on that day. Uh, uh, yeah, but we we're, we're still friends. We still talk. Uh, and uh, it was, it was, it's funny how things, like I say, the process of things. And uh, um, it, you always need to have, I would say, you need to clock in the hours mm. of, your, of, your, of whatever you need to do. Uh, so I joined the band and we formed, uh, 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 it wasn't called Aphelion back then. I, 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 I can't remember what they called their band before I joined. But after I joined, it was this new lineup of Affiliate. <laughs> so we picked a few Dream Theater songs and and they went, okay, let's play this, let's play this, let's play this. And I was like sweating. I was like, okay, let's give it like like a few weeks. Okay, so I went back, I learned the song and I didn't know what's happening theoretically. I sat down and I kept listening, kept listening to the song and I kept just just playing to the music. And again, my mind was, I don't know what's happening theoretically. So I was learning everything based on melody. Mm. You know, I would sing the song in my head and, and, and melodically I was like, oh, okay, uh, uh, it was, this was what's happening. This was what's happening. So we were going to the studio and I was so nervous that, that we would start the song at this tempo and we would end the song at a much more a, a faster tempo than we what we or, originally started at. So 
uh, and because I did no music music theory back then, I was like, did we speed up? Did we speed up? No, I didn't think we sped up. But okay, you know, and 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 those were those were the years. Those were the years of 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 uh, 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 growing up and how this happened. And 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 yeah, <laughs> that's a I think a long history. <laughs> so from that band, how did your the your band started? Oh well, how do you it, say it, that Cowan, right? Cowan, 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 Cowan. 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 Well, it was uh, back in I think 2017, where I needed to do uh, uh, a few drum techniques in Japan, and I needed music, so uh, I contacted. Uh, one of my guitarists back from Ephelion and I said uh, I need to maybe rehash certain songs uh, for uh, a drum clinic uh, and he said okay so let's do this when we went to the studio we re-recorded I think a couple of tunes from that album from the first release Ephelion Within the Woods uh, uh, next time I see you I will give you that album as well it was, uh, and in that album, there were two songs, Remnants of Yesterday and Reflections. That was redone. That, yeah. were, that was on the Cohen's album. So uh, uh, when on that album, uh, uh, we rehashed those two songs and, and we thought, hey, uh, why not let's just do, do something with this. Let's, let's try to find uh, a lineup. To, to, to do something, start a project or whatever, you know, uh, and it was, it was, it was, I think, uh, uh, a band that started out with a pure intention of this project. And then from there, I, I, I contacted another friend of mine who, who I've known for, for, for a while, since the nineties. And I said, and he plays bass and, uh, I said, okay, so what you want to play on this project? And he said, yeah, so let's do this. And from there, uh, uh, we, fought, we found a singer. And the lineup just happened from there. You know, the, the original lineup just happened from there. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you don't expect things to go the way it did and everything rolled so fast within a year i think it was pretty much four four days in a week that uh we convened at the studio and we just started writing and writing and writing and writing and writing and writing and writing, and writing. that's why that album was born and that album was born with the intention of images and words in mind. Right, this one. <laughs> so yeah, that one, that that album. So it was born with images and words in mind, uh, in a way that it has to have a nice fusion of technicality and melody. Because to me, it's no point being technical without melody. So I, 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 I'm, I'm huge on, on, on having a melody, melody that's 
palatable for the masses because I love, like I say, 80s music. In fact, I love some stuff that's out in the uh, uh, music today. Like, like when I hear stuff from like Katy Perry or, or Taylor Swift or so many. Uh, uh, the Midnight. Have you heard of the band The Midnight? No. I go and, go I and check that. them out. They are a pop synth band from, from California. Uh, from uh, Los Angeles, California. And I think it's Los Angeles. Uh, uh, yeah, but they're, they're, they're a pop synth band from, from California. And their stuff is so current, but so 80s. Right. You would love them, The, the Midnight. It's just that. Uh, so, what was the question again? <laughs> oh, yeah. How did it line up for I Drifted? Sorry. So, anyways... Uh, from there, uh, everything rolled by so fast. And I remember sitting down and, and going like, how did this happen? And I go like, God, that is, that, is, that is very fast. We got the Japan tour happening. We, we spent a lot of time on this. Uh, to, the, to the point that I must say, to the point that, that I, I think uh, some of the guys felt... Uh, drain you know felt uh, uh because i was a full-time uh, uh i was doing full-time mu music like playing gigs and, and and teaching and stuff so i was really i really dove uh dive deep into this right and uh um and and one of the guys was in it the other guy also was in doing was doing music but he was more in, in the military uh 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 also and 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 uh, one of the other guys, he wasn't be doing doing anything. He didn't really have a job, uh, so I was the only one that was a full time musician. And 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 I dived deep into this project, and and everything rolled by very fast. I I did this, I did that, and and I think it 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 burnt out some of the guys. And it was one of those things where where you you start to realize that, that, that if, uh, uh, the, the balance is not there, you know, in terms of even mindset, if, mm. if, and because like I said, we started this with the, with the intention of a project in mind and, and the process for me was there. Uh, but I think to some of the guys, they, they, they were like, okay, wait, I think we need, <laughs> we need to slow down, you know, and and I'm the kind of guy that 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 if I start something, it has to go, keep moving and keep moving and keep moving. And and understandably, uh, uh, the the guys didn't really have that 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 same mindset because they had life to mm. take care of. They had uh, they had their, they had bills to pay and then they had to put food on the table for their families and stuff. And I said, okay, fine. You know, uh, 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 let's let's move on from here. And and like I said, it's like finding a home. So uh, 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 the singer uh, uh, first uh, uh, moved on with life, and we got another singer in. And 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 she also didn't have the same mindset. Uh, so it, it it was that. And 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 I think uh, 
the band is still there. Mm. It's just finding the right people. So right now I'm, 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 I'm in talks with a few guys and, and, and I'm looking for a, a new lineup because again, like I said, it is always finding a home for that band and you get the perfect people coming in to form that unit. And when that happens, when everything clicks, that's where things will start to move. You know, it's, it's always about that. I mean, th- that's life. You find things, it's like you started, you start dating girls and you find the right person, you marry the person, you have children. So it's like that you, you marry the person, you find, uh, 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 you, f- you start dating, you find members, you marry the person, you, you, you start recording and you have children and you have an album. <laughs> Right, so, so it's, again, it's that process. So it's about finding. I'm like I'm band dating now. So I'm dating, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, and yeah, I'll, I'll call it band dating now. So right. so it's that you know. No, I, I think no band really. If you look at bands through the years, like bands like Slayer, bands like Metallica, bands like Megadeth, and 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 and, and especially Megadeth, <laughs> they 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 go through different uh, bands, even Dream Theater. I mean, I had the book, uh, uh, the autobiography of Dream Theater. I read it many times. I've seen their lineup change, you know, the singers that they went through. Right. They went through so many singers, uh, uh, Chris Collins, Charlie Domenici, yeah. uh, uh, you know, and then James Debris, uh, and, 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 and with, with uh, Kevin Moore, and now Jordan Ruders. Mike Portnoy and and Mangini and, and it's it is that <clears throat> you go through you go to any band's Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah. They will always have past members, current members. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and 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 is that you know? And I'm I will, I'm always amazed. I always like to go to the Wikipedia page and go like, okay, who who were there? previous members, you know, and I, I look at it and go, oh, and, 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 and you look at that and you go like, okay, and, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's amazing what you find. From there you link, oh, I didn't know this guy played for this band. Right. I didn't know this guy played for this band. Oh, oh, he actually was the original drummer and now he's there. Like, like, you know, and, and I did a cover of Richard Marks' Angelia. Yes. I right. And, and 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 let me let me look at it. Richard Marks Angelia. Uh, uh, wait. Uh, and they are the drummer for that for that song. Uh, I wish I had this out. Uh, uh, and the drummer for that song actually uh, was this guy that's called uh, personnel. That's it. Prairie Prince. P-R-A-I-R-I-E, right. Prince. And this guy was the original drummer for Journey. Oh, okay. And I didn't know that. And he was the, one of the guys that started Journey. And then, and, I, and, 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 and just, just sidetrack a bit, I love music history. Because from there, you learn a lot also. And he was, and, and, uh, and he started uh, Journey uh, with with uh, Neil Sean, I think 
back in well, they didn't they didn't say a year here, but uh, before that, uh, I think he was a member of the Cubes, who was around the same time as Journey, right. and then uh, I think the Cubes was more popular then, and Journey was like just beginning to come up. Right. I think I think I think Mr. Prince was like, uh, <laughs> I think I'll stay with the Tubes. So he stayed with the Tubes, and Journey went on, and they found Steve Smith, uh, and they rose to fame. And, and Mr. Prince, I think he uh, uh, he stuck with the band, the Tubes, which didn't become as popular as Journey. Uh, yeah, and, and and so from there, like from Richard Marks, you get Prairie Prince, and then you get. Journey, and then you do the <laughs> linkage. You go, oh, oh, okay. So it's you know interesting. Those, uh, you know those TV shows, like they show the, like the, they link all the crime scene evidence, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. And like swings and stuff. They should do something like that for the <laughs> musicians, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, uh, I think, yeah, back, back, uh, uh, back, back to Cohen. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Brandon, I want to ask you about, so one thing that when I got this album, uh, you said that it's kind of like, it's kind of inspired <coughs> by images and words, right? Right, right. So actually it felt, uh, so you had like a handful of songs, but it felt very complete. And it felt like uh, when I was, when I listened, I listened on the first time, I listened to all the songs from start to end. Mm-hmm. Which, which felt like images and words kind of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> thank you, thank you. I mean, you, I mean, really, you, uh, uh, props to, to to the rest of the guys who who contributed a lot to the album on 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 that on that uh, uh on that album. I mean, the rest of the guys they really uh, put in a hundred and ten percent during yeah. that that process. Again, the process, 110%. And uh, I think uh, if it weren't for the effort of the guys uh, to put in that, you know, that amount of time to the album, it would not have uh, come up the way it did. I mean, the songs from start to end, I mean, you really cannot, I, I think it's also that, 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 that perfect, uh, uh, how would you say that, that perfect combination at that time? It's like, you know, when you're dating, you find this girl and, and, and you go out and everything is, is nice and you yeah. make a lot of memories together. Because you also had the balance between the, like the heavy and then, you know, fusion, prog and, you know, going, yeah. Because what, what I really like with the new, lot of these new progressive bands, what I see is that they, they, they tend to be more like just heavy. Yeah, they tend to fall on the like. Sometimes it's even uh, hard to uh, digest. Feel that they're actually a progressive <laughs> band because right, they, right. they tend to be more heavy. Uh, right. So, but here I feel that balance that it's uh, and you had like this song with Jordan Ruders also like with the with the keyboards, right? So right. Can you tell me how that happened? That collaboration happened. Okay. Uh, First, first of all, that song "Remnants of Yesterday." Uh, it is about. It was written. Okay, it's written in 19, 1999. Right. Uh, which was the same. Uh, 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 which was the same year that 
we discovered Jordan Rudess with liquid tension experiment, yes. if you remember. Yes. Uh, and and, and I, I think uh, that whole song, it, it's, everything sort of fits very nicely uh, in a sense that that song is about, as it is, Remnants of Yesterday. And I think you would know this movie called The Highlander. Yes. Okay. So The Highlander is about a guy who, for those who don't know, McLeod, right? McLeod. Yeah, Duncan McLeod. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 and and, and, and uh, that album, actually, uh, 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 sidetracked just slightly, uh, Remnants of Yesterday. It's called Coleman's Remnants of Yesterday because it is about remembering the past. And a lot of the songs in that album, uh, there, there's going to be a lot of nuggets of information that's going to come out now. Uh, a lot of songs in the album is are inspired by movies. Right. Island in the Sky was inspired by Elysium. Do you remember that movie? Matt Damon and Jodie Foster? Not really, but I will check okay. it out. Yeah. E-L-Y-S-I-U-M. Elysium. Mm-hmm. Matt Damon and Jodie Foster. Island in the Sky was inspired by that movie. That's why it's called Island in the Sky. Now, Remnants of Yesterday is inspired by the Highlander. It's talking about Duncan McLeod, who, who cannot, he just cannot die. That guy was like, oh, <laughs> I'm in this earth for centuries. You know, and all my friends, all my loved ones, my lovers, <clears throat> my whatever, they're just dying before my eyes. And, and hence the chorus, you see. Uh, uh, and if you listen to the melody, the song initially... It is the bagpipes, which is the Scottish bagpipes. Yeah. Which, that's the linkage to oh, the Highlander. Okay, okay. okay? Right. And uh, 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 it's inspired by the Highlander in the sense that this guy walks around on this earth and he's reminiscing about his past. He's seeing his loved one passed away before him and what's the meaning of life anymore where he cannot die because... When you're immortal, you just cannot die. And, and, and when you're immortal, what is the meaning of life when you cannot cherish what you can uh, have at that time? And if you're, you're immortal, you just take everything for granted because right. you can't die. So, yeah, so, and, 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 and that, that, that song, okay, Remnants of Yesterday, uh, uh, we, we rehashed the song, as I said earlier, and uh, 1999 was the year that we found uh, Jordan Rulers, and also was the year that uh, uh, we wrote that song. And we move, move, uh, uh, moving forward. No, sorry, 1998. Mm. 1998. And uh, mm. moving forward, uh, uh, I met Jordan Rulers in. 2012 in Long Island, New York mm. at Guitar Center. And I, I remember it was his keyboard clinic there. And I was walking past a, 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 a Guitar Center and I, and, and in Long Island, New York. And I was, I was, I was I don't know, Jordan Rudis. I just walked in. <laughs> and, and he was there uh, uh, 
performing and 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 that was when I had the chance to you know introduce myself and 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 I'm a drummer from Singapore and stuff and we 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 kept in touch and moving forward two thousand eighteen when uh, we were thinking and I was thinking it'll be nice to have Jordan Rudis on this because it's remnants of yesterday. Right. Number one, thinking about how I knew of Jordan Rudis in 1998, which is 20 years ago. And I thought, wow, it'd be nice to have him on it because it's remnants of yesterday and, and it was also the year we discovered Jordan Rudis. So I contacted Jordan and I said, uh, I have this song that I would love to have you on it uh, uh, because uh, it's just one of those songs that has a, a strong meaning to, in, in my heart. And, 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 and Jordan was so nice. Uh, uh, he said, just send me the song and, and I'll, 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 I'll record my parts on it. And I was like, wow, that was, that was quick. So I sent him the song. And within a matter of a couple of hours, he sent his, his parts back. And I remember sitting down listening to the song and tears are like coming down from my eye going, like, oh my God, that was so beautiful. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and really, it, if, if there's anything that, that really means a lot to me now is, is that song on that album. Because uh, 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 that song really, really, is the highlight of my, at least the last few years of my life, where, where I, I, I never imagined in my wildest dreams that Mr. Jordan Rudis would be playing on a song like Remnants of Yesterday. Mm. You know, and, and it, it is something that, that I, I guess I, I keep looking back and I, whenever I hear the song, okay, Get ready, John Rudis is coming on. Like okay, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, and 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 it, it was so surreal, you know, lo looking at it and ne never, you, you I, I I keep thinking about it, and, and it's really there are no words that I can describe, you know, and 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 really, thank you, Jordan, for really making 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 it uh uh uh. A really memorable highlight of my, one of my memorable highlights of my career, mm. and and we, we, we you know, every time Dream Theater comes to town or around the region, I would try to make it out, I'll contact Jordan, and, and, and we'll, we'll we'll catch up and and and, yeah. and and stuff. So, really, yeah. So that's and and then yeah. So, uh, uh, the mood and the dancer. I'd like to highlight now the mood and the dancer. The song I wanted to actually album. ask you because that's <laughs> my favorite track from that album. <laughs> the okay. Mood and the dancer. <laughs> if you actually, yeah, what's the inspiration for that? If you actually watch the music video for that song, it's on YouTube. Cohen, the moon and the dancer. Uh, maybe you can put a link uh, down in the description. I wanted to hold a contest of this, but you know what? This is a podcast. <laughs> Just let it all let it all out, right? Uh, that song, if you look at that music video, 
it's it's it, it is about Final Fantasy X. Mm, okay. Okay, and and fine and in that song you see Yuna, one of the main characters in Final Fantasy, in that song as well, in that music video as well, in the form of a plush toy that the baby was carrying, and 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 the guitarist was was uh, using uh, he was wearing a pendant that ha- that has a reference to Final Fantasy X. So if anybody actually picked this up, they were like, ah, okay. So, and, and the inspiration behind the music video is, 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 is about that. So Final Fantasy X is about a recurring monster that keeps coming back and back again and again. Mm. And, and we thought, wait a minute, uh, to do the music video, you know, I, you know, I, I, I didn't really want to uh, uh, make it uh, 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 an obvious reference to Final Fantasy X, you know? Uh, I just wanted to try to have some meaning in a music video. So uh, uh, I thought of the concept, okay, why not, why not do this? Why not make it about something to spread awareness? So that music video is about spreading awareness about domestic abuse. Mm. Because domestic abuse happened <clears throat> from a day-to-day basis. It happens when, uh, 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 when everything seems fine and then the, the monster keeps coming back, the, the mm-hmm. abusive husband or the abusive wife. You know, let's, let's look at it in both spectrum. If it's husband or abusive wife. Uh, uh, and it keeps coming back again and again and again. And just when things start to escalate and then it goes back to normal and it keeps coming back in. So that, 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 uh, that's why you see the music video, the recurring abuse that's happening on a daily basis and it gets worse from a day to day uh, 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 from day to day and and that 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 concept was actually the music video concept was actually thought of with uh, 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 by the music director Stephen Chu a huge shout out shout out to Stephen Chu Stephen Chu who is actually oh, he, who actually is also a concert photographer so actually, if he goes to gigs that you go to as well, okay, maybe we have seen him. <laughs> yeah. So if, if 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 you definitely would have seen him around, he he he. Whenever he's at gigs, you are there. He's there also. He's always <laughs> there taking photos. And if you ever, uh, if anybody is listening, go to stevenchu.net. S T E V E N C H E W dot net. He will hate me. For saying this, he would always hate that. He say, "Hey, stop, stop, stop it, stop it, stop it!" But no, go to stevenchu.net, go and check out his photos. There is a photo. Uh, 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 all the band photos from Cohen were taken by him. All, right. all my personal band, personal drum photos are also taken by him. My Vader drumstick photos are also taken by him. Uh, and then if you head to stevenchu.net go check out the recent uh, concert with Judas Priest he has one photo of Rob Halford and a guitarist standing together and, and the guitarist is doing this and Rob Halford was also doing this and they were like in this it was a beautiful picture go to stevenchu.net go and check out that picture I, and I think uh, uh, 
uh, huge shout out to all the concert photographers who capture that moment because it, it is these moments that you cannot replicate. I mean, mm. you go to concerts well, you know that all these uh, concert photographers, they go out, they capture that moment, they, they print it and you look, look at the photo and go, yeah, I was there. Wow, what a beautiful moment. Yeah. You know, and every time I look at that photo, I think that was that 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 moment I remember that Stephen Chu took. You know, <laughs> so that music video uh, was directed by Stephen Chu. The the little baby, the little girl in that in that photo, uh, uh, that video actually was also Stephen Chu's daughter. Right. You know. <clears throat> so, yeah. So that's what Moon and Dancer is about. It's about Final Fantasy X, and it's about highlighting domestic abuse. Right. So, Brandon, you had a you had this fun, like a fun song called. Uh, I want to ask you about this. This Sailor Twift. <laughs> Sailor Twift. <clears throat> yes. Sailor Twift is. Oh my God. Uh, again, the process and how everything links. Uh, this is going to be a very long story. Uh, we have time, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sailor Twift was written by uh, 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 a good buddy of mine from LA, uh, Raz Azrai. Right. Uh, how do I link this? Oh my God. Uh, uh, I'm... I met him in 2000 and I try to get a timeline correct. I believe 2008 when he was in Singapore, when he was just a teenager uh, and he was in Singapore and, and, and we were, he, I was with uh, uh, backstage with Lamb of God and I was walking backstage and there was this kid there long hair it was brass and he was like hey dude i was like yeah can can, can, can i go backstage and i go like uh i i doubt it dude i'm sorry you can't go backstage and uh that was 2008 i'm sorry if i get got a time wrong but it's about that time 2008 and 2000 and and, and that was when i i first met him 2010 i met him again at a lamb of god concert <laughs> Asked me the same question. <laughs> Sorry, dude. You know, I, I, I can't. And after that, I thought, this kid is resilient. I said, okay, fine. And, and when I went to KL for a band tour in, I think, 2012, it was so long ago. I'm, tr I'm trying to get the timeline correct. And I, I met up with him because I know, I, I know he was in KL. Uh, and we sat down and he said, I, I'm going to LA. I said, good, go there and, and make waves, right? Make waves. Uh, went to, went to, went to, he went to Los Angeles. I'm, I'm going to fast forward this quite a bit because it's a really long story. Fast forward. And then we went to, he went to Los Angeles and he's right now still in Los Angeles. And when I went to meet him uh, 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 again and he said, dude, I have this song that I, I need some drums on it. And he sent me the song. And I was like, okay, uh, 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 what can I do here? So we sent the song back and forth, back and forth. 
uh, I sent sent draft back and forth, back and forth. And we just recorded the song. And what should we call it? Sailor Twip. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Sailor Twip. Because I think at that time, Taylor Swift was in, 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 in his head. Right. And what should we call it? <laughs> Sailor Twip. And I'm like, dude, that's a brilliant name, Sailor Twip. Not Taylor Swift, but Sailor Twip. Mm. And, 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 and that song has been around since 2000, maybe 2016, 2017. And he basically didn't want to release it. He was finding the right time to release it. And uh, when I think he announced that he was going to release it, then I... We did. I, I recorded my 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 drum playthrough. I put it on YouTube. Yeah. And I know people have been asking me. I go to Nam. Uh, I've been I've been to Nam since 2012. Every year after that, and everybody is going like, "Dude, when is Sailor Twiff going to be released?" I go like, <laughs> I, "Because I played it on Drum Mio." And I said, "I don't know." <laughs> and I keep sending videos to to Raz. I say, Raz. Uh, 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 Sailor Twift, when are you going to release it? You know, and he goes like, oh, I don't know. It's not the right time. And every year, the same story. People come up to me and ask me, dude, when? You know, I say, I don't know. Dude, when? I say, I don't know. Until one day, I got fed up. I said, Raz, you really got to release it now. <laughs> <laughs> so Raz uh, finally decided it was the right time to release it. And, 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 and yeah, and it's now on Spotify, Sailor Twift. And uh, uh, talking about Raz, Raz is, to me, one of those guitarists where you can throw him any song and he can come out with the most melodic creation that you can imagine. Uh, 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 and again, I'm I'm a big fan of melodies that's palatable for for people, you know. And I and I I get it. Some people like songs with intervals that that you know skip notes there from there to there. Da, 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 da. I, I get it. I I like songs to have a very natural and very nice melody, and it's subjective to people. But and and and. To me, like I said, an eighties, a lover of eighties music. You know, you know the melody that happens. You go like, wow, that melody is so beautiful. And and again, to me, a melody has to be palatable for the masses. Uh, so, moving forward, when Island in the Sky was created, yeah. I thought the solo needs something. The first person I thought of was nice. Raz Azrai. Yeah. And in, in 2017, uh, when I was in Los Angeles, I went to Raz, uh, uh, handed him and emailed him the, 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 the demo when I was in his house. I was thinking, dude, 
Can you try to play a solo on this album, on this song? And he put in the track, he played the track on his laptop, he switched on his, 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 his amplifier and his guitar and he started listening to the chord progression and he just started playing. Wow. And the, the solo you hear on that song, Island in the Sky, was the first draft Wow. <laughs> of what he played. I mean, in, the, so in, cool. in terms of composition, in terms of composition, when he played that, he just listened to the melody and he just, his fingers just went, you know, he listened to the progression and his fingers just went. His fingers just, the, the, the music just came out. You know, and, and, and it was very, I wish I had that, I wish I had that video. I'm going to try to dig for that video. Uh, the process just came out. It's like words, beautiful words coming out of the mouth, uh, flowing out, you know, into the audience and they're listening to it going, wow. The, the, the words you used, the phrasing, the tone was perfect. Mm. And I captured it on video, came back to Singapore and I said, okay, Russ, I'm going to send you the, 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 the recorded track without the solo. Play your solo. And he went, what did I do? And I said, <laughs> you don't remember? I said, I don't remember. I said, okay, hold on. I took out that video clip. I sent it to him. You know, so, so it's, it's always one good tip that I can advise musicians. Whenever you're creating something or just playing with your instrument, I mean, playing your instrument, right? Uh, record your process. Record the process down because you'll never know. You will come up with something so beautiful at that moment that you may never or will never recreate again the next second. Yeah. You will forget it like that. Because it's like, what did I do? I don't remember. Oh my God. I should have recorded it down. So I remember having my handphone out recording uh, uh, Raz coming out with the solo. And and having that, 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 that thing in mind of always recording. And after that happened, I put the phone down. I go like, dude, that was beautiful. And we just left it at that. And I say, I'll get the song recorded. When it's done, I'll send it to you. Please record the solo. Is it okay? Good. So again, after that, sending sending the song to him, and I go like, dude, what did I play? And he went, he went to me, what did I play? I get you don't remember. Say no, wait, hold on. Look up my phone, went through my videos, and go like, okay, here's here's the solo. And he recorded (laughs) the solo. (laughs) Yeah, you know. So Yeah. yeah, so Sailor Twift. Sorry, I drifted again. Sailor Twift was one of those songs that just came out. Again, you know, I, I never expected the song to, to, to Sailor Twift to be so popular among, amongst the, 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 the cult following of Raz Az, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and, yeah. yeah. So, Brandon, you also, uh, I know that you uh, played with a lot of other metal artists and uh, bands. And uh, can you tell me a little bit about the artists you played with or performed with? 
Uh, oh, one guy that that I that I that I had the honor of playing with is uh, 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 Kiko Lorero. Right. Uh, that that is a uh, two thousand, maybe two thousand and five. So he was in Angra back then, right? He was in. Uh, was he in Angra? Oh, I think yeah, yeah. He well, maybe, maybe he just came. I, I'm not sure whether he was in Angra or this is definitely before he joined Megadeth. Megadeth. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was Kiko Lorero and, and it was for his uh, performance in Singapore for a guitar clinic, for Davis Guitar uh, Clinic. Uh, and a huge shout out to Davis for that opportunity as well. Uh, and and uh, he came to Singapore and, and I remember the rehearsals. Uh, it, was, it was one of those moments where, because I listened to uh, that album, Angels Cry. From Angra, right, and I remember listening to Carry On and 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 and, and all that and 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 when when I was asked to to, to uh, play with uh, Kiko Lorero, uh, I was like, really, really, is that possible? <laughs> really, okay. And he came and 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 came to Singapore, and we went through rehearsals after rehearsals, after rehearsals. And it was one of those moments where you just, again, you don't expect things to happen like that. But it, it, just, it just happens and, and you just have to enjoy the process because it's one of those times where, and he had his album out, No Gravity. Uh, I remember the song Escaping. Mm. I remember learning that song and I was like, how come I never heard of this <laughs> this album before, you know, is one of one of my favorite guitar instrumental albums, uh, um, and I still do play it now and then on Spotify and stuff. And uh, I remember the process of that rehearsal leading up to the show, and I can remember playing on stage, uh, and Kiko is playing, and I'm looking like, wow, this is really happening. <laughs> and after after the gig ended, I asked myself, "Did this just really happen?" <laughs> <laughs> you, you you can't you know you you, you cannot. Uh, uh, you, I always have to remind myself that 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 all these things happen, all these things do happen, and and you just have to keep doing what you do, right? Because you you you'll never know. Uh, 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 What's going to happen tomorrow? Just enjoy the process and always get yourself prepared. Like every day, get yourself prepared for. So every day I, I do. Uh, uh, although now gigs are all have all ceased, I still do practice like crazy. And and because you'll never know what's going to happen tomorrow. You're going to have this gig. You're going to have that gig. And I always try to keep myself updated with with uh, uh, what's happening in in, in the music and and. Mm. I know some musicians are, uh, some old school musicians. I'm never going to listen to new stuff or new metal and stuff. I, I'm going like, to open Spotify and see what's happening. Yeah, actually, you know? because, uh, <clears throat> yeah, especially with metalheads, they have this purist uh, type of attitude, right? They only listen to 
but uh, the problem is that some of these new bands, even we call them new bands, but they've been playing for like 10 years, 15 years. They're still considered new bands, right? It's not exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, um, I, I believe in trying to grow as much as possible. So when you, when you grow and start to listen to new music, you start to realize, wow, it, like, like yesterday, uh, uh, I know this band has been a while, around for a while. I just really haven't gotten down to listening to them. He, my brother, uh, he sat down and, and, and I was at his, at his place and he was like, have you heard of this band called I Prevail? I said, yeah, I heard of them. Have you heard any of their songs? I go like, no. And he popped in, uh, he played on YouTube this, this song. And I was like, wow, that song really kicked us. I, I got to give a shout out to this song. I, 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 <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's, it's, it's going to pop up. Uh, uh, I prevail. Uh, which was it? I think it was, uh, I think it was um, Bow Down, was it? Yeah, Bow Down. Right. Bow down, yeah. That song kicks ass, man. That song is like a... And to me, if you listen to that song again, uh, I prevail bound out. I liked and I analyzed the song immediately. You put on a musician's cap whenever you're listening to a song, you start to analyze. The chorus of... Have you heard the song, I prevail bow down? No, no, I haven't. But I know the band, but I, as, as you said, I haven't really listen to their song so right <laughs> the, the the verse kicks you in the ass like that and you go like wow so that's one aspect of the song right moving forward to the chorus the chorus is so melodic you know the chorus it, they're like a cross between kill switch engage and crossfade mm, okay so that song reminds me of that and the breakdown. So the chorus has this melody that you can predict what's happening. So that melody goes nicely and, and it, it, it nicely progresses, the, the chorus, and then goes back to the verse. And then it goes into a breakdown and it goes into a chorus and it goes into a sort of like a second chorus and the song ends. Right. And you said, I remember sitting there going like, wow. You know, it's not, that song is not like super technical, but it has a nice balance of heaviness and melody. And this is what I mean. This to me makes a great song to me. Right. You know, so <laughs> it's, 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 it's about opening up your, your mind to new bands like, you know, I know Stone Sour has hasn't been uh, uh, has been around for a long time, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, and 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 it's one of the bands that I think people call new bands. And you talk <laughs> about bands that have been around for a while that people call new bands. And and Stone Sour for me has been one of those bands that 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 when I listen to a girl, oh, this is so good. Uh, yeah. 
because I actually enjoy this. Uh, they're not really metal, but like you know, the bands like Mayday Parade, uh, the main mm. those like pop rock kind of rock uh, rock bands. But mm. they've been like they're really really good because I whenever they have a show here in Manila, mm. I actually go and most of the time I feel that I'm the oldest guy there. In the <laughs> uh, I, I know you 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 love metal and and. Uh, Some sometimes I I I see your 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 Facebook and your Instagram and I see you attending like what was this band uh, uh, football was it oh American football yes yeah American football when you, when you when you when you introduced American football I was like are you you watching American football as in American football <laughs> and I was like oh that's so weird yeah but they're they're a good band they're a good band and it's because of your 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 Instagram posts, I I I, I your your social media posts, I I checked out the band. It's a pretty good, pretty good band. Again, you know, there's a there's another band called Chinese football, <laughs> and then in, when when American football played in China, Chinese football actually opened for them. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. But was it? I think it was planned, right? Yeah, it was planned, but they 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 kind of like in the same like math rock. They because they play kind of like math rock, so both bands right. play the same style. Right, so right, that's right. probably why they got. Uh... <laughs> that's so awesome. I mean, so much, so much good bands that are happening now. I, I suppose, uh, uh, you know, it's it's like yes, back in the day, in the '60s and '70s, '80s, you have. Bands coming out, every band that came out pretty much maybe alternate one, two, three bands that came out was like, this band is awesome. This band is awesome. Then you know this band is awesome. You get, I mean, okay, first of all, you uh, like for example the Beatles, and then you get, yeah. you get, you know the Led Zeppelin, you get Grand Funk Railroad, you get oh my god, so many bands that that came out during the era that all of them that came out was like oh. This is better. Good, this better. Good. Kiss. You have all these bands that came out. And uh, uh, speaking of Kiss, a shout out to Benny Obana. Yes, <laughs> yes Benny. Okay. So yeah. So speaking. Uh, and then now you have. You may not have so many uh, uh, bands that that come out like that in in that order. Like okay, this band is good. This band is good. Maybe you have one band that's great. Then a few bands that are. You know, not so, uh, not so palatable to me. Right. And then you have, oh, okay, this band is good. And then you have other bands that are not so palatable. I would not say not. I wouldn't go as far to say they're not good, but they're not palatable yeah. to me. Uh, uh, One more thing, Brandon, that hmm. I the the what I enjoy going to the these different genres of concerts and stuff is different genres of. Like even concerts, they have their own sort of a culture. How you behave in a metal concert is different. How you behave in a like pop rock concert or so uh -huh. punk. So right. I really appreciate that lifestyle. Kind of like you know decorum. There's a certain decorum of each of the events will be how you behave. And if you right. go to a prog rock uh, clinic, you behave in a different way. And you know, so it's it's uh, it's it's. I'm really trying to like I'm. You know, absorbing that, I'm trying to, uh, you know, see the, you know, what is the behind all these different way. Out. Like, it's 
like if you go to a hardcore show you you behave in a certain you know sort of a violent <laughs> way and, <laughs> so for, for me uh 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 when i whenever i go to a metal concert i'm always at the soundboard right 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 you know why because it's always the best sound yeah uh, have you been i'm sure you've been to japan for for concerts right no no i haven't been to japan yet no japan i i, I don't know it's 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 a whole new world have have you seen i remember going to 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 uh, 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 Ozfest, and I went to Ozfest not for Ozzy. Mm. I mean, I mean that guy is that guy. I mean, I I love that guy as well. I went to Ozfest for baby freaking metal. <laughs> <laughs> baby metal, yeah. <laughs> and 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 it was my very first Japan concert. So Ozzy was just bonus, right? <laughs> Sorry, Ozzy was just bonus, like yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I have to say, you go to metal concerts all around the world, and you go to Wacken, you go to Hammersonic, and you go to these festivals, and and the crowds are crazy as hell. And in Japan, the crowds are this. Right, right, right. Yeah, and 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 I love how how the the the, the crowd behaves in Japan, and and for once in my life, two thousand and twelve was the first time I moshed. Was the first time I was in the middle of the wall of death. Right, <laughs> because. Uh, uh, Okay, I, I remember it was it was a uh, it was Hate Breed that was playing. You know, they had festival two stages, right? And I wasn't on that side. I I made sure where is Baby Metal playing on this side. I'm staying here. Okay, I'm staying here. <laughs> and on this side, you see a whole army of Baby Metal fans. They are just waiting. Yes. And you see the Hate Breed fans are there going, yeah, yeah, you you do your thing. We'll just watch Hate Breed from here. We're just gonna reserve this spot. And hate breed finished, and you can see baby metal getting ready. And as they are getting ready, I heard commotion behind me, like people like making making noises. And before I know it, I turn around, and before I could really turn around, there's this whole and whole army of hate breed fans. They went from there to here, and they just whoosh, push their way forward. And and there were there was and if you know baby metal fans, they are the age group of maybe as young as ten, eleven years old to as old as maybe sixty years old. Yeah. And there was this elderly couple that was standing to my right, the the, the husband and wife, and they got pushed over. And they oh, fell, and they fell hard, and the moment that happened, I swear it was this button that went off. Everybody stop! <laughs> wait, 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 stop! Right. They went. Okay. They helped the elderly couple up, 
Are you okay? Are you okay? Everybody just stop. Every, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? I'm okay. You okay? And everybody and and, and the the elderly couple say, "Oh, daijibu, daijibu, daijibu. No problem, no problem." The moment everything was clear, you okay? Daijibu, daijibu. The butter went on again. And whoosh! I was like, "What just happened?" The whole barrage came. Elderly couple fell. The whole army stopped. Are you okay? Are you okay? Good. Whoop! Went forward. It's amazing, you know. They they help each other up, and and right. and and after that happened, okay, baby metal came on. I was just standing there, and I was maybe right at the center, maybe off slightly to the right. I was just sitting there, standing there, going like that. I I told myself, ah, I'm just gonna stand here and enjoy the show. The, the the show happened, and the moment the first song came on, I went from this side. I didn't need to move. I didn't need to move my legs. I just right. went. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because everybody just went, and I swear I got lifted off the ground, and I just went. What's happening? I'm 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 moving. I'm moving from here to here without even me moving at all. I move from this side of the stage to that side of the stage. I'm just enjoying the teleporting from one side of the stage to another side. And before I know it, I was right at front, front of the stage. I'm going, how did I get from there to here? You know. And so you know what? That started my first virgin experience of the wall of death. Then, then, Sue Metal went back, and the wall of death opened up. Wow! Right, the road to resistance. That song. Right, and when that happened, I was like, "That's it! I'm in the wall of death. Yeah. Let's do this!" You know, and for once in my life, I was like, "That's the wall of death." And amazingly enough, when that was happening, so <laughs> some guy came up to me. He was doing the wall of death, and he was like doing that, and he stopped and he bent over. Took out a wallet and looked at me. Is this yours? And I went, no. And he went around asking people, "Is this yours?" Everyone, is this yours? And the one guy went, "Oh yes, it's mine. Thank you. Put it back." And they continued the wall of death. So the metal community, even when they seem to be doing all that moshing and 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 reckless banging of bodies, and and and, and they are actually very helpful. Yes, yes, you know they actually look up for each other, which is the way it should be. You enjoy yourself, but you look up for each other. That's amazing. So if you ever get a chance, Chana, oh yes, there's one more thing. Between each band, there's a break. So after baby metal, I thought, okay, that's a break. So I'm gonna go up and and have a breather. So I went out and went up, and I saw this whole line of massage chairs. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, and everybody just goes. And gets a massage, and everybody is doing their warm ups <laughs> and stretching, and they are doing, they are doing that, they are doing that. I'm like, what, 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 what's going on? <laughs> it is the most organized concert that I've ever been to in my life, and and if I have to use the word classy, Japan right. makes metal classy. So that's why everybody goes to Japan because it's <clears throat> classy. So it. Everything is very well organized. 
You know, you go there, you get a ticket, a number, you line up. If you are the 105th or you are the, the, the 900th person to buy the ticket, you go in the 900th. Mm. You know, and, and that's that. So if you ever get a chance, don't go in summer. Go in spring or, or autumn if there are gigs happening that period or winter. It's beautiful because you get to wait outside in the cold. Right. And what I'm the I'm, I'm the fifth hundred guy. It's fine. I'll just wait here. You know, you know, and yeah. it's so organized. You go in the the merch, the merch department, the 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 food, the the, the beverage, the food. It's so well organized. You go like, my God, I love this place. Right. You know, because it's they they make metal music very classy. Yeah. Brandon, can you also tell me that uh, I know that you also played or perform with the like Chinese artists, right? Right, right, right. So, can you tell me a little bit about that? Uh, uh, it's it's a different world. It's a whole different world because you get the metal side of things where you go there, you start to like, okay, this this what I do. This, I bash those drums and right, and and it's all about that energy. You go like, you know, and. And, and, and in Chinese music, or I say in, in this genre, you get uh, uh, the musicians take a back seat, mm. you know? And sometimes they are even in the pits when you perform on stage. And, and, and you're, you just sit there, you look at the music chart, you just play those songs and you... You know, and, and, and I remember going to my very first recording session for a Chinese artist. And that was my very first recording session. Moving back to the time where I said I had to do a session back in 2004, 2005. And I was given like maybe seven or eight songs to play on that album. Uh, uh, and and I, I, I didn't really uh, uh, knew what I was uh, what to expect I knew I had to be very prepared right because I didn't want to waste anybody's time you know I went in and I had to just play the songs and, and it was so it was like putting me in, in another world you know another world of music where you go like okay you have to play this you have to play this and so whatever I was listening to on, on, on the, 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 the demo, I had to play it out, I had to chart it out, I had to play it out. And, and, and there's a lot of, uh, 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 how would I put it? There's a lot of discipline that you need to put behind that. Like, okay, this has to be, this has to be done that way. Mm. Why? Because the producer says so. Right and 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 I know it happens a lot uh, in 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 uh, uh, the, the, the the even in the, in the American music industry, but I think even more so back in the day when I was doing it, it was very uh, you have to do it this way, you have to do it this way, you have to do it this way. In the drum fills and everything has to be that way. The notes here has to be placed there, and everything has to be be done that way, and. Uh, uh, I think it was it was one of those uh, uh, years that I was also learning a lot, um, 
You know, you have to leave your ego at the door. Right. I come in with my drumsticks and I go, okay, this is what I do. Uh, what I sit down, I have to get everything prepared with the clip, the, the headphones or the in-ear monitor. Going, okay, when do I start? Now, okay, what song? Take up the sheet, I put it here, play. The, the producer goes like, oh, I need you to play this fill in here. Okay, I'll do it for you. Even though if maybe I find it, why, why do I have to play it here? Uh, right. You really want this? To, maybe to me, even to me, even if it sounds, no, I want to play, you know, and, and whatever, you know, I, I, no, this, that's all you need to play. Okay, so I, I put in as much effort to making sure those sounds as musical as all this quick fill because that's what the music requires. So right. those were my years in learning to serve the music. Yeah, Brandon, you also hmm. told me that you played for J.C. Chan, which is Jackie Chan's son. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that, that was a trip. What's, uh, what's his style like? What, what sort of artist is he? He's a renegade. <laughs> I mean, uh, 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 J.C., well, wow. Wow, you touched on a topic that, uh, that uh, I don't know whether I should speak of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one of those, I mean, everybody knows Jackie Chan. Right. Everybody knows Jackie Chan. Uh, JC got into acting as well. and he, he, he got into music as well. He, he is a extremely talented uh, and a gifted individual. Um, um, and I, I haven't been really up to date on what's been happening to him recently right. uh, with all that's going on in, 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 in my music career and stuff. Uh, but as, as far as I know, he's always uh, thinking of, of ways to, to pursue his artistic career, if I have to use the word artistic career, uh, whether uh, music and, and, and movies and stuff. And uh, I know his, his mother, uh, there's a well-respected uh, uh, person as well in the in the industry, and uh, and I, I I guess there's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of him that also I think I think you know when 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 you create you have you have a son you you have he definitely has a mix of both you and your wife same right. with JC he has a mix of his father and his mom at the same time, you know? So uh, uh, when I knew him, he was still growing up and um, I don't know what he's doing now, but I think uh, uh, he, he has uh, grown up quite a bit in his years. Right. And I really hope to see more of what he's doing in the ent entertainment industry um, now, uh, uh, in the next few years, I suppose. And I'm sure definitely he will be uh, uh, making more music or more movies in the years to come. So, right. yeah. <clears throat> uh, Brandon, I want to talk about your YouTube channel. You, <laughs> you actually, I mean, you put, put a lot of content. Uh, you you right. have this one video 
that went right. like four million views. How can four. how can you tell a good drummer from a bad drummer? Something <laughs> like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh uh that that video oh my god that video has that video has gotten me so much uh uh, uh, uh I'm, and i'm grateful for it so much uh uh spotlight in in the drumming industry like like i remember last year i was at nam and mm. and i was i was sitting there uh, standing and 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 at a drum your booth and you know Ario Speedwagon. Yes. Brian Brian Hit, uh, uh, the drummer from Ario Speedwagon, who I saw recently on Ozark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know he was Ozark. Ozark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> you know that in Ozark, that storyline, they actually get the money laundering done through your Speedwagon. Right? <laughs> yes, yes, that was hilarious. And 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 uh, uh, Brian Hit, I, I got a tap on my shoulder. And, and I turned around, it was Brian Hitt from Ario Speedwagon. And he, he looked at me, Brendan, I loved your video on, on how to tell the difference between a good drummer and a bad drummer. I looked at him, I was like, wow, thank you so much. You know, I, I listened to his songs and, and his band. And I, again, I, I never realized that, 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 you know, that someone who I used to listen to in the 80s, yeah. Will come up to me and say, I, I love your video and, 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 and give me a pat or, or even know my name or my existence. So uh, I'm really grateful for that video. A huge shout out to Brian Hitt. You know, thank you for, for, for doing what you do and, and inspiring me as well in many ways. Uh, and, and that video was taken at a drum clinic. Mm in a school in Singapore. And when that video came out, uh, when, that, when that question came out, that video footage was taken. And I remember answering the question with trying to get the message across because I knew there were a lot of guys back then that were just doing, wow, amazing stuff on drums, like really gospel chops, like you know, all, all those stuff that, that was happening. I was like, that's really amazing. Uh, uh, and, and I start to uh, uh, also ask, but wait, <clears throat> where, 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 are the, where are the musicians that are just going, where where is the where is the art of serving the music? Mm. Like I like to hear music that music like you know like how Lego or how like you know like Tetris is the game everything sits nicely on top of each other and and, and forms this very nice picture or, or forms this very nice jigsaw puzzle, you know. And, 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 and when someone asked me that question in the audience, first person that came to mind was Ringo Starr from the Beatles. Beatles, yeah. Uh, because I remember uh, um, the song in my life, uh, uh, playing the song and listening to the drum parts of the song. And I go like, that 
is so unorthodox. The way he played the drum parts to the song was nothing that was usual back then. But he played it with so much musicality that it fits the song like that. Nice. You know, it's just that. But it fits in so nice. And, and, and I, I, I remember answering the question and playing the song as a reference. You know, and, and, and after that, I said, okay, so here's what a, a bad drummer plays. You know, playing the actual Ringo Starr part. And then I say, okay, so here's actually what a good drummer does. And I just started thinking of all the Dream Theater, Portnoy licks that I could find, uh, uh, that I could think of and play the song with that in mind. You know? And I'm not saying the Dream Theater licks are not musical. Mm. All I'm saying is that when you are playing something simple like that, where it's highlighting the singer and the music, right. you got to play something that supports that. And when you're playing progressive metal, that's your time to let go. Right. When you're playing something like, like, like I Prevail, you let go, you go for it. Oh, by all means. In fact, if you play dream theater music and you play, I will take something and smack you on the head. <laughs> you know? So, so that video, uh, uh, oh my God. And, and then when I got the footage to them, uh, 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 a drum cleaning. And, and by the way, when I played the porno lake, Everybody, I don't know whether everybody got a message that, hey, look, <laughs> in my life, the way, maybe I, I, I think everybody was clapping because of the Portnoy licks. Uh, but I knew some guys got the message. Yeah. You know, and I knew some guys got, I understand what exactly you're trying to say. Uh, uh, and some guys, in the, if you look at the comment section, it's hilarious. Sometimes I go back, there are about 5,000 over comments. I don't know, maybe 6,000 now. And some of them are going like, I don't think some of the guys in the audience got the message. I think everybody is clapping because of those licks. <laughs> and, and some of the comments are like downright brutal, but hilarious. And some of them are like slamming me for things like, like, uh, uh, oh, this guy, you know, this guy, that, and, 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 and I appreciate every single comment out there, whether it be it bad or good, because you know what? It is what it is. Everybody has different opinions. Everybody has different uh, ways of looking at things. Everybody says things uh, uh, from, a, from, from, from a different mindset. You know? Yeah, different and, perspective also, right? Different yeah, people have different yeah. It's okay, you know, it's all right, you know, and, and, and for whatever is worth, thank you for commenting, you know, and, and when, when I uploaded the video, somehow the right timing and the right place, everything just went, it's, it's just snowball. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and I know right now there are some guys who use, a good portion of my speech in that video and put it in their YouTube video. 
And like, uh, and some of my friends are like, dude, you should, you should, you know, you should uh, uh, sue them for, 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 you know, using that video. And I was like, what am I going to do? You know, I mean, if anything that they're giving me airtime, I suppose. So thank you. I mean, if anybody is watching this, thank you. I mean, how much can that lawsuit bring, bring me? I, I right, you know, I mean, if anything, I'm sharing the joy of, of, of spreading music. So if you want to use my content for that video, by all means. Not my music, though, yeah. but my content for that. Because, because you know, I mean, it's, it, if it's, it's, spreading, it's spreading the good word of serving the music, then by all means. One good example, uh, Mr. And, the, the late Mr. Ndugu Chancellor, the guy who played drums on... Billy Jean. And if you go back to listen to the song, and I, I always like to encourage people to especially listen to songs like that, uh, Mr. Andugu Chancellor, listen to the bass, listen to the drums, listen to Michael Jackson's phrasing, mm. and listen to how the bass drum and the snare drum sits in the pocket of that song. And you will realize, and then after that, start to put a drum machine to it. You will know the difference. And the bass, bass guitar, how it plays, and everything just dances nicely around each other. It's not clashing. Rhythmic. No one is fighting each other in terms of rhythm or melody. Everything sits just nice. So that's what I mean. So when I, when I asked him, uh, uh, when I had the chance to speak to him at NAM and, and, and talk to him about that song, it was one of those moments as well where I can, I can, I, I guess I can remember speaking to someone who actually understands the meaning of really serving the music. Right, right. So, so Brandon, uh, if I ask you your top five drummers, why you do this? <laughs> <laughs> My top five drummers. <sighs> okay, I, I've got, I, I've got to say, it. my, my, one of my biggest inspiration, obviously, when I got into progressive metal music, uh, uh, Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater. Uh, that's one. Uh, it also has got to be, okay, I'm really trying to fight. <laughs> okay, John Bonham from Led Zeppelin. Right. Uh, Virgil Donati. Right. Right. Uh, uh, because that guy has, has shown me that, that, that a lot of things can be done uh, on drums and a lot of things are possible in that, in that sense. Uh, there is... That's three already. I've still got two more. Tommy Lee from Motley Crue. Motley Crue. And uh, uh, do I really have to have five only? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. And, uh, and uh, 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 I suppose it would be Bernard Purdy. Right. Bernard Purdy, the Purdy Shopper, because that guy has shaped bounce. And, and, and when you play drums, that guy has shaped the meaning of bounce when you, 
when you play the drums with a shuffle and, and stuff like that. So Bernard Purdy, uh, 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 in no order of, of preference, Bernard Purdy, John Bonham, uh, Mike Portnoy, uh, uh, Virgil Zanati, and uh, Tommy Lee. Mm. This is my top five. I have top hundreds, but <laughs> yeah. these are my top five. I would love to name more, but these are my top five. Yeah, but also sadly that uh, remember Neil Peart passed away, right? You yes, it yes. was like last year, right? Yeah, yeah, Neil Peart. Yeah, it's uh, another loss. Uh, so uh, Brandon, so uh, can you tell me a little bit quickly about the your experience coming to the Philippines and playing in the Philippines? Quickly? I, I, can't, I can't tell you that quickly. It has to be a long story. Well, yeah. Philippines, uh, uh, firstly, I have to say, I, 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 have, I have to say, if I do stay in Philippines, I really have to watch my diet because there's so much rice that's happening down there. Right, so much eating also, right? So much eating. Uh, uh, Thanks to you, <laughs> a lot of food, and uh, but the, the 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 experience in Philippines has been really one of the best uh, one of the best experience I I had because first of all, uh, I would say the most important thing for uh, any uh, promoter, uh, gig promoter, big or small, doesn't matter, is how they how they are being taken care of by the, uh, uh, by the promoters. And in this case, yourself, Chana, you make sure that uh, we are well taken care of. You make sure that our accommodations are great, uh, that we are well fed, uh, that we, have, we are hydrated enough. Uh, uh, That's the first thing I want to say. So thank you so much for that. Uh, you, uh, and also the, the way that I guess we are being ushered into the gigs i know i know the gig venue is that far apart like from the hotel to here as opposed <laughs> to that but you 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 got us a van and and and, and put us in a, a, a in a very nice aircon place we had gears to carry right why you put us there but it took us what an hour to get <laughs> yeah. from here to here <laughs> And we were like, why don't we just walk? And I said, it's okay, we'll just stay in the van. It's all right. We're just like, right. you know, I mean, and, 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 and in that sense, I appreciate that, that, that uh, uh, you still put us in a van to get us from point A to point B. And you, you and after, even before uh, every activity or after every activity, I remember this question, you guys need anything from the convenience store? Say no, you, you brought us there, you got us everything and, and 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 it was I think two days that we were there. Yeah. Was it two days? Yeah, two days. Like and, three, and, all, yeah, third day you left, right? Yeah. Third day, yeah. And and you made sure that we were very well taken care of and, and there was not a day that there was not a second that I was like uh, I felt uncomfortable. It was always make sure you're comfortable. And I remember the only the only thing is the, the weather. It, it was hot, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it was it was very nice because because I I like the fact that that we could uh, 
have a very well-balanced free time to do what we want to do. Regardless, I know it's just two days. A very well-balanced time of what we want to do. The, the, the sound check went great. The gig went great. Uh, uh, pre, Pre-gig, sound check, the gig, post-gig, everything was very nicely done. We had space. We had, uh, uh, we had time to do what we want to do. Uh, um, so my my, if anything, it's 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 more of the uh, the comfortable time that we even even for the flights forward and backward, mm. there was no rushing. We need to get here now. We need to get here now. Everybody's right. like rushing. It was like we need to get there now. Okay, so we just leave about this time. Is everybody ready? You know, and I remember yourself, Joey. And Benny uh, uh, being there, you know, and, and also at the radio radio station, you know, we're just sitting there going like, okay, is everybody ready? And it was it was very nice, the radio interviews and stuff. Uh, uh, it was it was perfect. It was I think one of the best uh, tours that I had. Um, uh, also with, uh, and after that, I know disaster went on went on <laughs> as well, and and. Yeah. and I remember going back and I remember telling Denise, you have to go to Philippines. You know? <laughs> I said, oh yeah, how is Philippines? Philippines was brilliant. And how is the accommodation? Don't ask, just go. <laughs> just go. Just go. You know? So thank you for that. That experience was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, how, was the, how was the audience when you performed in the Philippines? <laughs> it, it was, uh, the audience was uh, interactive, they, 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 they were more than I expected, actually. Um, uh, and I know in the audience, uh, because when I was growing up, uh, uh, we, we had, we had like, like, like helpers that were with us from the Philippines. And I, I knew I was growing up, and we, my, my family, we had, we had helpers who became family, sort of a part of the family themselves, because they, they were with us for years maybe right. 10 years. So they became part of the family as well. And, and, and uh, my mom's friends had helpers who also were part of the family. And, and, and they started uh, mingling among each other. And a uh, huge shout out to Mary Grace, uh, who also went to the gig as well. So it was, right. it was a, a very memorable uh, uh, experience. Everybody was responsive. Uh, and I remember doing a drum solo and I knew Benny was there. So I thought, ah, I, I want to play a drum solo with Benny. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I brought up my snare drum and I put it next to Benny and we had a, like a drum duo. Uh, it was, <laughs> and I remember one thing. <laughs> I was, and, and you were sitting next to Benny. And I remember you going like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you see the ocean, drum solo, and the snare was like there next to you. <laughs> and upon reviewing the video, I was like, oh my God, China was there. I feel so bad. His ears was like, I mean, as drummers, you are used to it. Yeah. And, and I can remember from a, maybe from a non-drummer perspective, like drum solo again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, but the crowd. Was, but, but that was one of the highlights of that show, huh? the drum solo. <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah, I mean, 
that that drum solo was I I knew that the band always wanted me to do a drum solo and for me I was I could do away with with less drum solos uh, 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 because I just wanted to play songs you know and sometimes when when it's needed I mean my, the drum the drum solo aspect for me was I got a bit of training from the years of playing at gigs in Singapore where things just got too much in terms of power mm. and the lights, electricity shut because there was just so much. Uh, I don't know whether it's due to the circuit that was being uh, uh, wired and how, because some of these places have old, mm. uh, old, uh, old buildings. And sometimes I'll be in the middle of a song and then when like the verse chorus and then come to the bridge, just nice, blackout. And what do you do? Mm. No guitar, no bass, no vocals, no keyboards. What do you do? Play a drum solo. You know, and sometimes when these venues, electricity goes out, the air conditioning goes out as well. Wow. So what do you do? This drum solo. So the, the, sometimes it takes a while, like 10 minutes for them to really find the circuit that's tripping the, uh, 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 find, the find the section that's tripping the circuit. And I'm looking to the right and I see the, the guys meddling with the electrical board and I go like, oh God. And I say, okay. And some day I'm running up and down the staircase going like, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong? You know? And you're like, okay, it's going to be a long drum solo. So you know what? I'm just going to take my time. So I'll I'll just start the solo, and and really, and you don't you don't you have nothing much. You have drums and the audience, right? And these people pay to be at the shows. So what do you do? You have to go there and make sure that they stay. My goal is to make sure that all of them stay and not leave. Right, right. right. Because it's gonna be ten minutes of just doing this. <laughs> And I know there are bars around the area. So if there are bars around the area, you wouldn't want them to go to those bars. because, bar. Right? So you're there just going like, I need to keep every single person from when the lights go out remaining in this bar to when the lights go on. I want to see every single face or even more of them. Maybe from the rest of the bar to go like, What's happening there? I'm just going to go up there. <laughs> yes. So that's, that's, that's my, 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 my practice. And through 15 years of playing at right. that bar, Walla Walla, I, that was my training. And, and believe me, some, when the solo gets 10 minutes long, by the end of the solo, I'm drenched from my head to my head, <laughs> yeah. literally soaking in sweat. But when the light goes on, the air conditioning comes on, the fan comes on, you, and you see the crowd being from here, this size, which is full, to this size. You go like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you start playing, and then you, you, you try to segue the drum solo into the song, and you try to remember, where did I stop the song? Where did the song end? And then you look at the rest of the guys, you go like, this is where the drummer takes the lead to go like, uh, solo, a one, two, three, you count them back into the solo and you segue nicely back. And that was my year. So when doing the drum solo in Philippines, 
that was my thought. Like, okay, mm. uh, 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 the, the band wanted me to do a drum solo. I've got to go in and do that. That's my job. I wanted to, 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 to do that and, and, and serve the music or the band uh, uh, for that time, go in and make sure that that, that happens. Right. So that, that, that's, the, that's, the, that's the idea behind drum solo. Right. So, so Brandon, so uh, what are you working on? What can we expect on the next, you know, the rest of the year from you? Well, as I said, uh, right now I'm band dating. So I'm band dating right. uh, guys to, to, who uh, uh, fit the, uh, the, 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 the Cohen uh, family. And uh, from there, we can see what's happened. I'm still working on the formula of okay, what, what works out. Definitely, uh, Cohen uh, 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 would come up with more stuff in the future. Um, what else? Uh, gigs, I guess, for my corporate gigs, I don't know when that's going to open up. Now that mm. it looks like the second wave is coming back. Uh, definitely more lessons, more videos online. I've got more videos online that's going to be uh, uh, posted in, in, in uh, the few weeks to come. Um, uh, I'm going to do more tutorials mm. on YouTube. Uh, I've, uh, I've prepared a few contents out that's going to be on YouTube. Uh, I'm just maybe putting, just accumulating those stuff so that when, 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 the lockdown happens again. I'll just sit at home and just go, okay, I'm just going to post this. I'm just going to post this. I'm just going to post that. Mm. Uh, uh, and then, yeah, I think for now, that's, that's what's happening. I mean, other than online content and, and band dating, there's uh, nothing much that can be done now. You know? <laughs> and yeah, I'm writing a few more stuff as well. That's, that's in the works. And, and I've done a few session work for guys in the States that's going to be released, I hope, in the next few weeks or few months so I can share with you guys. But I can't say no. uh, what, what's happening now, but, but uh, that, that's the exciting stuff that's going to be happening. Right. Uh, yeah, so, so that's, 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 that's in the works. And other, other than that, I'm just really uh, putting, just living life, being happy, uh, uh, when this is in my hands, it's happiness. It's happiness. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brandon, anybody you want to shout out to? Wow. Shout out to everybody that's been supporting me through the years uh, with, with, with everything that I've done, who, who, uh, who've helped me push my career, uh, I know they wouldn't want me to say it, but I'm just going to say it anyways. Thank you. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and just, just to irritate the hell out of him, shout out to Steve, Stephen Stu. <laughs> StephenChu.net. Go check out StephenChu.net. Instagram, Stephen, get even. S-T-E-V-E-N-G-E-T-E-V-E-N. Stephen, get even. Follow him on Instagram. Uh, yeah, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, shout out to the guys at Beta uh, for supporting me. Shout out to the guys at TRX, Symbols, Mapex Drums, Simpad, Skygel, 
uh, and everybody and Audio Technica uh, who's been supporting me all the way even into, through this lockdown uh, with the support and everything. Uh, shout out to Don Pamilaro, shout out to uh, Jordan Ruders, shout out to, uh, oh my God. I, I think if I continue, I'll just go. Shout out to, to, to Joey and Benny. Shout out to, yeah, of course, yourself. Uh, who else? Oh my God, so many. Shout out to <laughs> Glenn Sobel from Alice Cooper, if he's watching. Uh, Brian Hitt from RUSP Wagon. <laughs> you do this, you, you're making, I don't want to miss anybody out. Uh, shout, out to, <laughs> shout out to Belinda Carly for being the first. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and please, do check out The Midnight. Right. I have to say this because they have been recently been on my playlist like crazy. Uh, other than the heavy stuff that I've been listening to, The Midnight, go check them out. I love the band. They just released their new, uh, 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 their new uh, uh, latest release, I think a few days ago, called The Monsters. But they have, I think, three or four albums before that, that all of them kick ass. Because every time I listen to The Midnight, it brings me back to LA somehow. Right, right. right. You know? So, yeah. Uh... So, thanks, Brandon, for joining this one. Uh, I really enjoyed this uh, conversation. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I mean, you know, when I, when I, last time we met, uh, I think a year ago, you know, you showed me around in Singapore. We had like, you know, the food and stuff. So, I really enjoyed that time. Oh yeah, so, we have so keep uh, yeah. Hopefully, I can see you again uh, Singapore or in sure. Manila. So all the best with the Cohen and uh, hope you put out new music. Thank you, so, thank you so much. Uh, thanks, thanks, Brandon. Thank you. Thank you, China, for having me. Yeah. Take care, Brandon. Thank you. Bye bye. bye.